Welcome to Why Logosynthesis Works, a podcast that explores the transformative power of logosynthesis. I'm your host, Kathy Caswell, a master practitioner in logosynthesis. And in each episode, I'll be talking with a professional therapist, counselor, or coach who has experienced the profound benefits of using this model in their own life and in the lives of their clients. Join us as we explore the reasons why logosynthesis works and discover how it can benefit your own healing and personal growth to unlock your potential in work and in life. Hi, welcome to the series of interviews to help you thrive in our times using logosynthesis. Today, we have Heather Day from London, England joining us. She is a life coach and trainer, and her specialty is helping her clients guide through these life transitions and career transitions. Heather is a master practitioner and trainer in logosynthesis, and she has been using it um, for a long time. She's one of the pioneers in the logosynthesis community, so I'm very excited to have Heather join us today. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Sienna. I'm going to start with a, a quote that I read on your website, and it was from a lady who said she's approached a variety of issues with you with profound results. And what she really liked about the the work that she did with you is that you don't have to delve into the past in order to resolve the blocks that are getting in the way of, of where you want to go. So can you describe a little bit about your work for people who are new to logosynthesis and and um, who can benefit from your coaching style? Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Well, yes, I, I work as a coach, so I'm not a counselor or therapist, and therefore with coaching, it is about moving forward. Most people come when they want to make a transition, come to me, especially if they want to make a transition in their life or career, and often they've come to a standstill or they've realized that there's some blocks, something's getting in the way. And the beauty of Lego synthesis is that, as we know, it, it keeps us in the present mainly. So we may revisit some, some things from the past that come up that will uh, maybe getting in our way, but because we very quickly stay and come back into the here and now, it, it means that we can stay in that kind of place or in the present moment. So. Coaching is all about moving forward, and often what I find with logosynthesis, it can really help where blocks come up, beliefs about ourselves, or things that have stopped us in the past from moving forward. So it's a great way, and often in trying to transition, clients are really wanting some guidance on, on where to go next, or often things can completely fall apart, and they're kind of going, well, where am I, you know? Um, I talked about with you uh, about, you know, taking a transition approach so we can be in, in a place of almost in the doldrums where everything stops and we're in a place of no return, but we don't really have any ground. And often then some of the earlier patterns, things we've kind of managed to keep off our lid on, if you like, and I say will surface. So, but it's very much a gentle and elegant approach. So with clients, I can introduce it quite seamlessly where they get stuck and you know as as we often do we just say can i offer you something can we try something and uh, offering the sentence of 
they realize very quickly that they get a sense of calm, relaxation, relief and release. And what they, what they were triggered by a minute ago is suddenly gone. <laughs> That's not relevant. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to see. It's so very, it's a very useful, um, useful system to use. Thank you. Yeah. I consider you really to be a pioneer in this logosynthesis community, which is growing rapidly right now because there is so much um, desire for people to feel relief with everything that is going on. And I'm interested to know what initially attracted you to this model, both for your own professional self-care and also for working with clients. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So yes, I decided I was working in education and approaching my 50s, I decided I wanted to retrain and coaching seemed like a really good place to move into. Uh, I was always already supporting adults in my work. And so I took a coaching course that I happened to have as one of my tutors, uh, Mary O'Donoghue. I was also, well, a pre, you know, pioneer before me of the community. And so she introduced Logosynthesis into the coaching training. So I had this initial uh, initiatory experience within that. And someone came in late one morning, they were quite flustered to do with a phone call with their sister. And in the middle of the room, she offered these sentences, you know, to this participant. And I just thought, well, something really, something happened that I didn't understand. But I wasn't sure how on earth it worked, but I wanted to know more. <laughs> and then the other aspect within that course was um, you all cover, you always cover what we call in coaching limiting beliefs. And um, so we have to name them like I'm not good enough, uh, I need to try harder, I'm not worthy. And then you kind of name them as internal kind of saboteurs in coaching language. And then I thought, okay, so that's great. We can identify them. We can write them down. I can, I can notice when I'm, when they're coming up, but how do I actually release them? How do I clear them? And I couldn't find within the coaching modalities that I knew about or ones I could look at anything that really did that. And because like, since this came into my training, I thought, ah, so I, I, I from the beginning, and if I were to use it with limiting beliefs, with great result for myself, self-coaching and with clients. And seamlessly, as it happened, when I was teaching in Dublin that in the fall of when I did my training, completed. So I started on that path. So that was 20, 2010, I think, 2011. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And often what I notice and what I notice in others is almost like it something magical happens. It just releases and it's gone. And, and to, sometimes people are looking around trying to see what shifted. And, um, and when you see so many people with a similar experience, it's um, interesting to, to recognize the power of those three structured sentences to support that release. Yeah. And the power of words, we know the power of the words have, have a meaning of their own. And something about saying them aloud, um, which might be a little bit unusual, but I think, um, people are quite willing to just engage with the process and yeah. see the result. Yeah. Yeah. So in the case study that you provided for the book, you talked, um, 
about a client who's experienced some feelings of pressure because of the workload and taking on added responsibility and being put on the spot and and some of the um, the anxiety that um, was formed from that. Can you describe the case study a little bit and and how that looks in your everyday practice? Yes. I mean, this is the client I'd worked with for a while and I'd used like, used like this before and it was an online session. Um, and I think people more and more are feeling pressurized with lockdown and uh, being uh, with the pandemic. So working from home. So I think there's a lot of additional stress for everyone who's working in a kind of would be an office environment, but is now at home. Um, so I think that adds, added an extra layer. But yeah. certainly, uh, with this client, she was quite, she's quite, um, very responsible and conscientious. And so she was finding herself saying yes to something, which in fact puts her really under pressure and made her feel inadequate. And yet she knew that she was quite capable. So sometimes we have situations which can kind of, as they say, trigger us, um, affect us, impact us, and suddenly we finally got some body symptoms. So she came onto the call with this happening that day or the day before. And as soon as we got into talking, she could feel immediately, you know, her breath, her, you know, body symptoms. And so she realized that there was something that was, was out of alignment for her. And we worked with Logosynthesis with it, as I described in the case study. And then what showed up interestingly was a previous event. So often, as we know in Logosynthesis, it works very neatly in layers and very elegantly. So we work with one piece and then actually that relieved, revealed another piece because there was a sense of not being good enough and yet she knew she was capable. So there was this incongruence and this is where we can see, okay, so something's going on. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good at work. I'm good at my job on the one hand. And then this situation has taken me into a place of not feeling good enough. So what's going on? And sometimes a layer by layer. So as we say in like the simplest terms, we might have two rounds. So two pieces of work or three or more to get to what are core underlying pieces. So with coaching, we don't go too deep. I don't go too deep. But there was already something surfacing that I described, which was linked to a manager that she'd had, who was a bit of a bully. Mm -hmm. And she had with that situation, it hadn't affected her unduly, but almost unconsciously, it had affected her self-esteem and her confidence. And so that was what was revealed. So sometimes it's, um, it's like a piece of a puzzle kind of, or something gets opened up which then something learns even deeper within the session. So within an hour, the surface piece of the pressure and the manager, and then you get to a piece of feeling undermined and bullied. Uh, and then you get to checking in with a, how do you feel good enough? You know, what happens with that belief? Yeah, I, I can do the job. How confident are you? Yeah, you know, 100%. So you've gone from a place of feeling really like, undermined and not lacking in confidence to confidence within within an hour session uh and i think that's you know amazing and she did feedback to me as i write in the case study that she felt kind of rejuvenated um and more relaxed so we have these 
um, clients always report that they're more relaxed. There's a sense of calmness, something kind of settling in, in our energy fields. Uh, when we've cleared some of those kind of small pieces that we don't even know that we are we've necessarily got, you know, and yeah. another layer becomes revealed. So it's, it's very elegant in that way. Yeah. And I, when I was introduced to it, I, we were going through a lot of transition because the company I worked for, Kraft, was purchased by Heinz. And so during that time, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of change, a lot of new processes, a whole new culture was introduced to the company. And so we were all reacting in that moment. Yeah. And what I noticed was as I used logosynthesis for what I was reacting to, so like when I got irritated, when I got frustrated, when I felt that people were demanding too much from me, and I resolved my triggers, then I felt a sense of calm and focus so that I could focus on my job rather than getting caught up in the conversations about, can you believe that they asked us to do this and I can't cope with it all and and I feel like I have to work all night and I still won't get my work done and all of that pressure when that pressure is gone I felt I can focus on what I need to do deliver my sales targets I need to um, do certain contracts and and when I could just focus on what I knew that had to be done a lot of the drama <laughs> faded away and when I wasn't getting engaged in all those conversations, then other people were better able to focus on their tasks as well. And so a lot of times what I hear um, in the work environment is we have to remove um, workload. But what I've noticed is when I remove my triggers and resolve my triggers, I have lots of energy and and I'm better able to say no rather than just get angry at someone. <laughs> so I'm better able to say no and set the proper expectations and feel better about my work. And it just made things, for me, it made things much more harmonious. And in our office environment, it made things more harmonious. And we were able to focus on the task at hand and what we had to do in order to get through a transition. So, yeah, I, I really relate it when I read your story of, or your case study of feeling the pressure and being able to relieve that and know the path forward. So, yeah, yeah. One of the aspects of it as well that you were talking about as well, I think is the boundary setting piece. Yes. Because um, in like some of us terms, if we can just, uh, yeah, deal with our reactions to what happens, but also remove what we call non-me energy, energy that's not ours, then we can, we're in a better, more resource place to set better boundaries. Yes. Yeah. And also not take on too much. Um, for example, the issue also with my client was being too responsible, taking on too much responsibility. Yeah. And and then after after working with the, with my responses, you can actually re- we, we kind of reform those boundaries and reset them yeah. to be much more um, resourceful for you. And you're in a resource statement, as you said, it has an impact on everyone around you in the office as well. Yes, and what I notice is a lot of times those patterns were not even 
aware of our patterns. And it's not just me that has patterns, right? We all are programmed with patterns based on our past experiences and based on our cultural attitudes. And we react based on our programming. And the more we can, especially in times of change, when the, you know, when we're all kind of operating in a comfort zone and we all know what everyone does and the demands aren't too high, that tends to work quite efficiently. But when all of a sudden everything is thrown upside down, it's almost like things start to short circuit and the reactions we experience feel more intense because we're not really reacting in the present moment. We're reacting to something, some beliefs that we have about the way people should behave, about what others could do to help us out. And they're not really based in the present moment. So sometimes the intensity doesn't match the current situation, I find. Yeah. So when I scroll through the media about, you know, kind of the pandemic and there's concern about working women, working moms, specifically feeling the pressure of work and, and everything. Um, and the concern about people dropping out of the workforce because it feels too intense. And what advice, how do you guide your clients through the, that specific um, situation? Because, you know, the pandemic is here. There's certain demands that are placed on us, and there's a certain way that we feel about those demands. Is there a a piece of advice you can offer to working women, to working moms, and also, you know, on the other side to support um, leaders as they guide their teams through tra this transition? I think um, the main thing is, is yeah, as you were carrying on to what you were saying, we can easily get out of balance, especially in these times, and putting ourselves under under pressure, we can do that in normal times and so generally in times of in this very stressful time we're probably putting a lot more demands on ourselves and on our time and i'm getting more stressed so i think it's keeping it very simple but coming back to basics of of presence you know i'm breathing and taking space and within that kind of looking at what are they the stress reactions actually about just continue conversation, yeah. you know, because the stress is not necessarily related to the present. It seems like that, and it might be a very high level, you know, up to 10 on a scale, sorry, up to nine, you know, nine, 10 on a scale of not to 10. And so I think it's just realizing that, yeah, needing to take a step back. And actually as a society, we're being asked to take a step back with a lot more pressure, especially from working from home. So that tiredness and that stress. So I, I in, an, in a sort of short way, it's more about embodying moral presence within ourselves. And the way we can do that is using, yeah, using some other tools beyond the legosynthesis around grounding and breath work and things that will bring us back into our body, an embodied sense of ourselves. And legosynthesis comes in very useful as a useful tool because all of those extra stress levels, as you say, they're multi-layered. And if we can get to some of the roots of some of them, 
that helps people stay calm. And I think staying calm and present, being in the here and now, because what Lurgis does keep us in the here and now rather than going back into uh, a fear. Fear is very high and prevalent. So I do also look at fear with clients because fear is something that is either related to something from the past that's already experienced by us. And so we think we're going to get that again. Mm-hmm. Also from our family field. So within this work, we, we expand much more than just our own fear. We may be carrying fear from our parents who live through uh, other times where there's been a similar situation of being locked down, or you know, in times of a war, for example. So all of these things are very complex, but they can all lead to our past sense of insecurity. Yeah. And then we've also got future fears. We're projecting out of the present into the future. A lot of people, what am I going to do next week? Or, you know, all the people who are feeling stressed. So I would ask them to think, to say, just to check in with themselves. Is it is it a current level of stress? Or is it something that's been building up? And what are some of the things that are behind that? So is it a fear? Or a sense of panic or anxiety? And all of those things can be neutralized really, really well with legosynthesis. So... It's keeping people, helping people to stay in the present moment. Because as you said, you're much more resourced. Like when you were in craft with that experience you went through, you were more resourced. And in a way, resourced as the working woman or running the family, we can support others. If we're running on empty and not resourced and in fear and anxiety, we can't help others. It's kind of that. That analogy of, you know, putting the oxygen mask on yourself first before the children. It's like resource yourself. And I think this is a go-to tool. And of course, Worm has also created um, a coronavirus protocol for on YouTube where people can go and um, use that. And I do refer clients to that. Yeah. With their stress and anxiety. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, I noticed... Um, some of those drivers that drive that behavior, and there's almost an expectation in society that we're in tough times, so we have to work harder. And and I remember that at Craft <laughs> as well when we were going through the transition. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe if we all worked a little less hard, that we could actually focus on what we have to do, right? And so, yeah. but we have those drivers that when times get tough, we have to be resilient. We have to you know, work hard, we have to hurry up, and you can only work so hard and go so fast. Is that something that comes comes? Yeah, that does come through as well, yeah, definitely, because, you know, recently I can't, when working with kind of his house had burned out before, I'm wanting to avoid that, for coming to me as a coach to support her to find a different way, I think, really, so that she's not going to be burning out again, and what we found was that work hard life was really strong yeah. but it wasn't her work ethic it was linked to the family field and yes. work ethic and so when we can separate out what's not ours and what belongs to someone else's system that really enables her to have a different different way of working and so it's a process during the coaching uh, sessions, getting her to, to create and work from a different place, yeah, a more pleasant place within herself, and realizing that 
yeah, a lot of clients realize they don't have to work hard to get the same results. You can work, you have to put work in, but you can, you can do it in a different way and actually get more creative, um, results. So she fed back to me that she could sit on the bar, a park bench and start creating, mapping out, uh, planning something she needed to do. So she was a much more centered, centered and relaxed place. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people notice that, right? Like when I feel calmer and more relaxed, then people are more relaxed. And when we're relaxed, we can be more creative. We can generate ideas without that intensity of having to produce results. And, and automatically when our energy flows, then it is creative rather than reactive. And that is, um, yeah, that is probably for me, one of the most powerful things of logosynthesis. When I was introduced to Willem, it was to have him over for dinner. It wasn't because I was a coach, a counselor, a therapist, and nor was I looking for a coach, a counselor, a therapist. I just was curious about, you know, this sounds like it could make my life feel easier and more, um, yeah, more creative. So I'm getting caught in all these demands that I feel are placed on me when a lot of times it's, it's not even the reality of the situation. So if I think about my kids, they are happier when I am relaxed. My husband would be happier when I am relaxed. My coworkers are happier when I am relaxed. And, and that gives, there's something that shines through with that, that kind of comes from the inside. And, um, and that's what I noticed with the number of people that I've met in the logosynthesis community that have trained in the method and that work with the method is that it's just a sense of ease, a sense of creativity and a real connection to, to a purpose that isn't driven by other people. We work together. We, we are all, you know, we're connected. There's interpersonal relationships, but those relationships feel more enriching or more rewarding. They're not triggered by, you know, old patterns that kind of derail, derail things. And yeah, and I think we use the word, you know, we talk about being in flow or not to fly with the energy, the legacy, but I think also it means our life flowing small. Yeah from you that would flow it's very interesting because we can be in flow within ourselves <laughs> with life and also with others and if we're not reacting or being triggered or being in a place of stress or anxiety we are much more resourced and things flow more easily things yeah when we're kind of more on purpose around there's you know, there's, there's a lot of work I do with clients around guess connecting to their purpose, what, what their mission is, why they're yeah. here. And these blocks and limitations will show up. And if we can clear those out, we can walk towards our future and our purpose. Yeah. With a lot of freedom. Um, it's very liberating. Yeah. And it's, it's liberating for myself and it's also liberating for those around me, I find, so that it's, you know, there's that sense of, um, 
I guess if if I am calm to know that I have the resources I need or I know how to get the resources, if I feel supported and if I can help others feel supported, especially in these crazy times of a pandemic where, you know, we know that we're going to get through it if we can calm those reactions and resolve those triggers that cause us to react. So instead of avoiding the reaction or instead of denying that reaction, if we can resolve the trigger, then it it just flows much more smoothly. And so, you know, it's it's almost a ripple effect. I find that if we can project from the inside, project the confidence. And sometimes um, we hear that saying about being a beacon, being that, you know, that lighthouse that shines a beacon to, to give that sense of calm. And the more each one of us can engage in that, I think the, that things just shift. They feel, feel better for, for all involved. Yeah. Yeah. for listening to Why Logosynthesis Works. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the power of logosynthesis. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join us next time as we continue to explore the transformative potential of this innovative approach to personal growth and emotional healing so that you can unlock your potential in work and in life. Mm-hmm.